Don't look back because the market is closed. Hello, everyone. This is Kip Harridge with you here today for VRA Investing System Podcast. We'll tell you very quickly what happened in the markets today. More importantly, we'll tell you what's going to happen in the markets going forward according to our VRA Investing System. And and uh, we took some time off last week. Thank you for your uh, uh, your emails and for your text. Uh Nice to know that we were missed a bit. Uh, we're back with you again. We'll be here every day going forward, myself or Tyler. And so let's get right to it. Uh, today looked like it was going to be a recovery day. Maybe the end of what we've seen at the beginning of October, as you probably already know. October is the most volatile and, frankly, the worst month of the year. So when crashes tend to happen, uh, as, as you probably know as well. Uh, just a lot of nervousness in the market, and for good reason, I think, because it's confusing. Uh, I don't honestly cannot tell you why today reversed lower, but it's not it's not a good sign. Uh, the Dow was up 130 points with just about an hour and a half to go, closed down 89 at 25,250. Russ 2000 did close up higher today. It was our only major index. It was up on the day, up six points. Not a big deal, uh, 1553. Uh, S&P 500 was down 16 points. NASDAQ down 66 points, uh, closing at 7430. Uh, the point of this, and I watch these markets very, very closely today for signs of a bottom. This is what I expect that we're going to see. Uh, we simply didn't get it. We're seeing some things that, that frankly, I don't, Understand. I'm not sure that I've seen this before where, uh, for example, today the indexes were broadly higher. Uh, the, the internals look good. Uh, as you know, we watch very closely here. Advanced decline, up-down volume, and new highs, new lows. And the advanced decline look great. Matter of fact, close positive. Uh, I've got no problem with that whatsoever, especially now with the Dow closing down 89 points. We had positive internals in advanced decline. We had positive internals in up-down volume. But, but new highs, new lows. This, these are, again, brutal readings. Today, the reading was 49 stocks hitting fresh 52-week highs to 531 hitting new lows. So we, this is a, a, a continuation of what happened last week with just brutal, brutal internals. There's two ways to look at this. This is either a market that is uh, in the process of uh, seeing some capitulation and we're, we're, we're about to have a sharp recovery higher, or there's a little more pain to come. And, uh, and again, frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused as to what we saw, what we're seeing in these uh, new highs, new lows. I just don't remember seeing them being hit this hard for this long. I, I frankly believe this market, if the if the economy wasn't so strong, this market really could have experienced something like a crash or a flash crash. Uh, but let's uh, I, I don't want to belabor the point too much. I'm not hyper negative. I'm not predicting a crash. I just can't really make sense of new highs, new lows. We're now back. If you look at, at new highs, new lows, we're now not only. Uh, are these uh, these readings hitting worse levels than they, than they did in January this year at the January top and the big sell-off we had there? Uh, new highs, new lows uh, percentage has dropped below that, and now uh, the only thing it's 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 higher than is the uh, the the January 2016 sell-off, which was a brutal sell-off. So I'm probably reading too much into it. It's just one of those things I can't make sense of, and it's driving me a little crazy. I like to think I can make sense of most of these things that we see after doing this for 33 years. Uh, like I say, it's probably capitulation. 
We're probably going to work out of this just fine, but I want to see these numbers improve. Um, what else have you seen today? Um, first of all, we're getting very close to uh, a major, you know, a Q3 earnings releases coming out. We've got a, a whole slew of them this week, um, and with that will come share buybacks. So that's the blackout period. That's removed about $80 billion a month of uh, buying pressure as these, uh, as these uh, SEC-imposed blackouts are in place on buybacks. That's a big deal, uh, especially when the shorts are hitting it, uh, when you've got uh, the uh, algorithms uh, selling on top of each other. That's what creates the, 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 the velocity of the move now, is these high-frequency trade, traders and and, uh, and AI programs uh, and the algorithms that uh, probably very few people really understand. Uh, so again, the fact that we haven't crashed, I believe, is a, is a plus. Of course, we did lose 1,300 Dow points last week, but folks, again, that's not a crash. When the Dow Jones is at 26,000, 1,300 points is just not what it used to be, so it's important to keep these things in perspective. We wound up with a 4% loss last week in the Dow and S&P 500, about a 6% loss in the NASDAQ. So uh, definitely not a crash, but it's got our attention. But remember, October is the month of bottoms. October is the single best month of the year uh, as far as looking for a buying opportunity. I think that's the big picture thing we got to keep in mind. Also, investor sentiment is now hitting panic-like levels. We saw the CNN Money uh, Sentiment Survey come in with a, a reading of five. <laughs> I, I don't know the last time I saw five on it. It had to be 2015, probably 2006, 2016, if not back even back further to the 2014 sell-off. But uh, sentiment is extreme fear. Okay, but the markets typically, well, almost in every case that I've ever seen, this is when markets bottom. We also have the other side of the coin that I look for uh, when we're finding a bottom, and that is extreme oversold levels in, in our mom momentum oscillators. So we're talking about things like um, um, MACD, the MACD as they call it, uh, relative strength, RSI, the money flows. Uh, we're seeing uh, – in stochastics, of course – we're seeing these all hit extreme oversold levels on every major U.S. equity index. When you add to that that right now we've got 11 percent, just 11 percent of all S&P 500 stocks above their 50-day, and now we're down to about 43 percent of all stocks in the S&P 500 above their 200-day, you can see some real damage has been done here, which probably tells us we're not going to have a V-shaped bottom where we don't just – go down and go straight back up again. This feels more like a, a, we'll have a, maybe a double bottom or a rounded bottom. Uh, but um, anyway, that, it's Monday. So we're tr trying to put all the pieces together. Uh, the bottom line is uh, we want to think about the midterm uh, and what the market does after the midterms. If you've been joining us here, well, in the VRA, we've been writing about it. I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot this week. But since 1946, uh, the S&P 500 is, has a gains of, uh, of uh, an average gain of 15% after the midterms, and it's 100% act reliable. The S&P 500 has been up 18 out of 18 times. That's 100% probability, uh, at least you know, looking, looking backwards, that the market has been higher. Um, 18 of 18 is pretty remarkable. We call that a repeating pattern. 
and uh, we tend not to want to bet against those. So the way we'd apply this here is that after the midterms, and again, that's not until you know first first week of November, uh, then the market should have bottomed by then and should be rallying higher. We've got you know we got what three weeks to get to that point. So you know a lot could happen between now and then because it is October. It's got a lot of people nervous. Uh, but by and large, you know, today looked like a the beginning of a bottoming process here. Uh, we'll keep a close eye on the terms this week. Make sure you join us back here uh, every day after the close. The VRA system still sits at 8 out of 12 screens being bullish. But I will tell you that we've got these major indices now breaking the 200-day moving average. As a matter of fact, I believe they all closed, every, every index today closed below its 200-day uh, slightly so. Dow Jones, S&P 500, just barely below the 200-day. NASDAQ, about 80 points below its 200-day. The Russell 2000 is about 100 points below its 200-day moving average. And if, in case you don't follow the, two, the, the moving averages like we do here, very simply people ask me, why is the 200-day moving average so important? There's really only one answer, because that's the moving average that everybody follows. It's a 200-day moving average. And because if, since everybody follows it, uh, then it becomes almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. When, uh, when we fall below it, people tend to get bearish. And, uh, and that's where we are now. So we want to – I have no problem being, being below, by the way, being below the 200-day moving average for a few days. But you don't want to stay below the 200-day because people start getting very, very nervous. And that's what we want to avoid. So, um, folks, again, thanks for being with us today. We'll see you back here tomorrow after the close. Again, my name is Kip Harridge. Join us at VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow. Have a great night.